Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, Head of Content here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. Today I'm joined by Siraj Mohandas, VP of Education Strategy at Jump, And we're here to talk about the UK Online Safety Bill and Keeping Children Safe. Siraj, welcome to the show. Hey, good to, good to talk to you, Matt, and it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, pleasure to have you on stage, Saraj. And, and, you know, th- this kind of online safety stuff is really close to my heart. But just before we jump straight into that, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and a little bit about who Jump is? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, so I've, I've been in technology for about 20 plus years. Um, my background is in operations research, marketing. Uh, I, you know, I'm an engineering by, engineer by training, but a problem solver by trade. I'm based in Arizona here. Uh, extremely passionate about education. My role here at Jamf is to lead education strategy globally. Uh, and for those who, of you who are, are not aware of who Jamf is, uh, Jamf is one of the best kept secrets in, in tech. Um, we are we are behind the curtains, enhancing the already fantastic Apple experience further. You know by seamlessly managing and securing Apple at work. Uh, we work with over 71,000 organizations, and the key thing here is about 40,000 plus organizations in that list are educational organizations globally. We have a management solution that makes you know large-scale deployments of Apple a breeze, but we also extend that experience into security, which we're going to talk about a little bit today, but also end-user experiences, especially for key verticals like education. So excited to be here and, and happy to jump in. Nice one, yeah. So just just before we get you know straight into the online safety world, I wanted to kind of ask for a little bit of background on how you feel like children's safety online is right now, and uh, maybe talk me through like a few of the main security concerns that people are noticing. Yeah, it's definitely a, a key and emerging concern if it isn't already at our doorstep. One of the big things that has changed is just the device penetration, or how many devices that have actually gone out into education has been just exponential in the last few years, as, as many of you know. Um, what goes along with that is also the active usage that we've seen from children across all age groups. And what that sets up is, is not just a, a security concern, but also concerns around privacy, concerns around mental health. These are typically uh, front and center for a lot of the schools uh, globally, um, and these span mental health, grooming, bullying, and not to mention uh, distraction from the desired learning outcomes they're looking after. I do also want to shine a light on, on privacy concerns. These are student data. Student data privacy is, is sacred to everyone, and it's something that we hold dear at Jamf. Um, and that is definitely coming under threat as well with, with a lot of these security threats, um, ransomware attacks, and, and many others. Yeah, and obviously, you know, recently there's, of course, been a lot of discussion around the online safety bill. Um, could you just give us what your genuine thoughts on that? Yeah, it's it's actually a really good step in the right direction. Um, while it's really aimed at a lot of the companies that are in the social media realm, uh, I, you know, I always say awareness is, is the first step to solving a problem. And this, this really puts a spotlight on the challenge there is, uh, creates awareness around what may be the ill effects of um, some of these social media platforms when not managed properly. And uh, it's a really good first step at, at going after and um, solving for the problem. 
you know, technology alone is not going to solve the problem here. It's a very multidimensional, multifaceted issue, and it requires a holistic approach that that brings technology along for the ride, but definitely doesn't have to take away the human element. Like, how do you involve teachers and parents and um, school administration along as well? But um, definitely a, a, a good step in the right direction. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And obviously, if this bill isn't perfect, what else do you feel like, you know, really needs to get brought in by the government? We empower student success, and that's been a part of our core mission from an education strategy point of view at CHAMP. And you can't really deliver student success without having the entire ecosystem that's around the student driving towards that same outcome. So the ecosystem is is involved with teachers, parents, carers. And when you're looking at this bill, how do you create educational tools or how do you create awareness for those other individuals that are part of the ecosystem surrounding the student is something that we really need to think about. So digital literacy and citizenship or digital citizenship uh, tools that can really help the student understand how to have a good, healthy relationship with any technology they interact, not just the device given at school, is something that is very critical. I don't think the bill touches on that. It could be a great way to enhance it. In addition to that, These digital literacy and citizenship tools can help teachers and parents also cope with the the challenges that exist today, but also emerging challenges that that we may not even foresee going forward. So how do you kind of raise that awareness? And last but not least, social and emotional impacts of technology are well-documented and how we are able to provide resources that ensure the social and emotional well-being of learners across all age groups and also teachers that are uh, in front of technology a lot is going to be really, really a key part of what could be brought to this bill down the road. Yeah, and I'm just interested to know, you know, obviously this bill is um, just in the UK uh, right now. How do other countries, perhaps in Europe or maybe over in the States, um, how do other countries approach online safety differently? And are are there any shortcomings there or are there any lessons for us to learn or...? there, there actually is a, a good parity across what we see in the UK and in the US. Uh, what I would say is uh, some of the technology-related tools that you see deployed are, are similar. So when it comes to content filtering, content filtering is this ever-present shield that exists around the learning experience that keeps students from accessing gambling sites or adult sites or anything that is inappropriate or could be harmful to them achieving their learning outcome. That is something that is just the first step of what we see being deployed across the board. The next step is really how do you kind of then focus teaching and learning in the classroom by uh, limiting the number of resources kids have. If you've ever seen a young learner on their iPad trying to find the right app or right tool that the teacher is asking them to use for a particular class, you will see how it is very easy to get distracted. And that is something that we've seen tools like Jam be able to do is focus teaching and learning so that the number of distractions are significantly reduced. Again, those are tools that we see on both sides uh, of the pond. The third piece that, that really comes down to providing guidance in the technology to raise awareness How do you do simple things like set app limits or usage notifications? Again, these are all platform level tools that we can bring to bear. The one thing that I do see being slightly different is how schools and um, certain districts approach the concept of privacy. 
how much is it about keeping the students safe versus how much of it is now about a state of surveillance or a state of monitoring the kids in the interest of keeping them safe that then jeopardizes some of the privacy, student privacy, and and raises the alarms on some of the data privacy and uh, concerns around what parents may have on what is happening to the to the device um, usage that the students have and what is happening to the data and who has visibility to it. So how different school districts handle the concept of privacy and how much it is about protection versus surveillance is something that um, I do see some differences around. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And just to kind of build on, on that point, what technological support should be provided to teachers and parents when it comes to internet safety for children? Uh, technology to me is a force multiplier. It doesn't replace anything that the teachers or parents do. It, to me, it's it's giving them uh, a, a very uh, cool set of tools that helps them create a, a protective protective shield around their children as much as possible. But again, there is nothing that that replaces the ability to have that conversation with with the students one on one, understand what they're going through, prepare them for a healthy relationship with technology, uh, regardless of the device they use. In addition to that, there's a lot of ongoing training that is required for teachers and parents um, on how you could prepare yourself for not just tools and and threats that may be at our doorstep today, but also emerging technologies. You know, you can get, get into a conversation in education these days without talking about artificial intelligence or chat GPT and some of those impacts. To me, how you help the teachers with technology training so that they don't feel the pressure to be the expert in any given classroom and almost flip that learning model where you are actually having the teachers be facilitators can go a long way in them being you know, aware of what's happening in their classroom, what the latest tool is that the children are trying to bring into the classroom and use actively instead of maybe limiting their creativity or limiting their learning opportunity. So a lot of investment in teacher development, a lot of investment in parent engagement and awareness can go a long way, regardless of what technology they're they're being asked to adapt to. Got it. Got it. Yeah. My final question, I guess, is, you know, Suraj, I'm, I'm 24 and, uh, you know, I, I grew up with mobile phones and Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat. And I felt, I felt, felt safe and my parents knew that I was safe because I guess I was growing up with the technology and, you know, obviously knew how it worked better than they ever would. And therefore, you know, I always feel safer about, you know, myself not getting scammed compared to, you know, the older generation getting scammed and that sort of stuff. When it comes to, you know, these kids even younger than, you know, I am where, you know, they fully grew up where, you know, they were born after the internet came in and stuff like that. Do you feel as though they're safer because they've, you know, really had a chance to grow up within it? Or do you feel like that they're, they're less safe because, you know, tech is more advanced now and, and we're a lot less private now? Ooh, that That is a brilliant question. I want to say that I have I have two little ones, so I have a eleven year old and a, a you know soon to be six year old, and their comfort with technology almost gives them a little more of a trusting relationship with technology. They almost see it as an extension of you know how they act, extension of themselves, and to access a, a much bigger world of learning and capabilities. And with that comes threats. With that comes challenges. And be it in the classroom or be it at home, how parents are actively involved in understanding 
what they're putting in the hands of their children is is a key part of what they may be able to do to kind of make sure you are able to use some of the the tools provided by device manufacturers or platforms to create a safer environment there's always going to be emerging threats and i think the best thing we could do is understand it to the best of our ability and make sure we educate this our kids to the rights and wrongs of what they may be experiencing on their device educate them on how to have a healthy relationship with technology know when they're scrolling instagram for about uh you know two hours and without without any any meaningful outcome i think creating that awareness having that discussion at home in the school i think that's what really prepares them for being the leaders of the future that we need right so i think that's that's kind of what we do at home um, have a conversation set some limits set some boundaries but not necessarily limit their creativity on what you know what they could explore from these ever ever evolving devices in their hands very well said Suraj thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today I really do appreciate it my pleasure Matt it's been great talking to you and also thank you to everyone who listened as well we hope you took a lot away from today's podcast but for further information on what we talked about please head on over to jamf.com that's j-a-m-f.com we'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series but until then make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms follow the conversation on our socials at em360tech on Twitter and LinkedIn And for more great daily content, please head on over to em360tech.com.